Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 170th episode of Woke and Free. Can you believe it, Khalil? 170. That's a good number in my heart. You know, it feels good to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we are discussing how has COVID-19 impacted the Native American community. But before we dive deep into that subject, there is your... Special, special part of the day. You really, you look forward to this, right? I guess so. If you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when are you not enjoying my diatribes? Well, yeah, you asked me if I'm looking forward to it. That's something different. Ouch. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. Nice. But now you you say I enjoy something that you don't look forward to. (laughs) Oh, so you look forward to everything you enjoy? Sometimes you just don't know it. This is, that's like an episode. I don't even, I can't even unpack that right now. Yeah, just because you enjoy, you don't have to look forward to something to then go ahead and enjoy it. That just sounds just like a, a statement by someone who's like low key depressed. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. It's like, like if you were just surprised, like if you thought there was an event occurring. But if you enjoy it sure. and you know it's coming, then wouldn't you look forward to it? But there, if the event changes every time, you don't really know what to expect. There's different ways you can peel a banana. Again, another episode. <laughs> Before we go down another yellow brick road here with this. Let's get to your non-enjoying... No, I didn't say that. I didn't look forward to it, but I enjoy it. Your non-anticipatory enjoyable moment. Phenomenal. (laughs) Phenomenal. So, for you guys who are not only listening to this, shaking your head saying, say what? (laughs) But make sure that in addition to listening to this episode, you have downloaded the episode on WokenFree.com through the Podbean app so that... You can be our number one fan because by doing that, by downloading the episode, it allows you to be able to join the conversation. You can put things in the comments. You can tell us whether this is your favorite segment of the day, which you actually look forward to and enjoy, or if you're, if you're falling in line with uh, my sweet dear husband here and (laughs) try to play his wife. Not on purpose. Wowzers. Nice. So there's that. Now, of course, if you're listening to the show, but you're like, Tosh, Khalil, we can't, can't download another app. It's just, it can't be done. Tears, a little bit of tears, but that's okay. Just make sure that you're subscribed to the show on whatever platform you're catching this on. So whether that's iTunes, we get a lot of love on iTunes. So yay, iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, Google Play, our YouTube channel, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're on 30 plus platforms. So just pick your platform of choice. If you go to WokenFree.com and click on the Listen tab, you'll be able to identify which platform you want to use and take it from there. Now, sharing is caring, absent, racism, bigotry, any type of discrimination, But it is good when you share an episode, especially with friends and family. Why do you want to do that? Because if you're woken free, why don't you want your friends and family to be woken free? Hello. Spread the love, guys. So share this episode out with those that you love and care about deeply. Next, when it comes to social media, you can easily connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Yes, TikTok. And Pinterest at Woken Free. Fun content to be had on all of those platforms. Make sure you're following us there. And then, of course, lastly, if you haven't reviewed the show, which would be really great because it gives us more insight as to how you feel about the show, 
please take the time. What type of time? We're talking 90 seconds, guys. The same amount of time it cook, you can cook white rice or brown rice in, oh, in your microwave. 90 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So definitely do it on the platforms you're catching this on that allow you to do that. And again, go to WokenFree.com, go on the Listen tab, and then pick your platforms where you're going to support us at, and then hopefully review us there as well. Scene end. So that was good, right? I mean, you kind of uh, hurt my heart a little bit, so (laughs) I had to self-motivate, but I think it was good. (laughs) Well, at least the intention was not to hurt your heart. My intention Said is not that. Said by the best killer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> intention is everything. Intention is, all I want is to say. everything. Okay. That's all I want okay, to say. Okay, Hannibal know. Lecter. <laughs> okay, if you you feel that way. <laughs> but you know what we got to do. We got to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Mm-hmm. Last week we shared, would you rather own your own sports team on a losing streak or own a successful chain of restaurants? This week we're asking, would you rather go to an indoor concert or outdoor concert? Wowzers. Really diving for deep stuff here, huh? Yeah. You know you were thinking what people would think. Waste of time. People were very interested in this, I think. Okay. Well, for those of you who do not know me, hello, my name is Natasha Nurse and I don't like the cold. (laughs) I despise it, actually. Absent any type of fun activity that you can do in the cold, like snowboarding or skiing those are moments that i will entertain but out outside of that i find the cold air to be very unsafe and like emotionally destructive to me (laughs) so i would probably do indoor concert but given that we're living through a global pandemic and it's probably easier to spread the disease spread the virus indoors because you're in closer proximity and the droplets that people are are spreading because they're not wearing their masks uh, is going to get closer to you if you are indoors and you are outdoors. So for today's times, I would have to say, I guess, an outdoor concert, but my heart hurts with that answer because it's currently a little bit colder than I would like it to be in Arizona. Your, All right. So this, this, that's what points out that this question is a very timely question because of the pandemic that we're in. So, mm-hmm. so now you have to choose between what you like and what's good for your health. Yeah. But the problem with you saying the outdoor concerts are cold, that's not true because you can go to places where the temperature is great all year round. That's true. But currently so then, in, or even in just Arizona, it's concerts. a little bit colder than I'd like it to be for me to go well, to yeah, an you outdoor don't, concert. If you do one at night here, you probably need a hoodie. If, if you would need a full on But if you do it during the day, you'd be, you know, you'd be Yeah, during the day, shorts. it's totally fine, actually. It's just at night, it could get it could drop pretty cold. Yeah. Not, but not that cold. It's still colder in New York. It, it's still colder in other parts <laughs> of the country. Country, but yeah, it's too cold mid, for my taste. <laughs> the, the Midwest will be cold, but anything yeah, less than eighty even, degrees is disgusting to me. I, I judge going to the Fair outdoor enough. concert better, just in general, because I think mm-hmm. about it of the fresh breeze that you get compared to indoor concert. You just stuffy. Sometimes it's like steamy and yeah, it's stuffy. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel as great. But when you're outdoors, it's you know if you sweat, you're still a little bit cooler than even indoors. I don't know. They just they can't get it right indoors to get it like feeling mm-hmm. fresh and nice. So I would do outdoor because of that. But also it's a lot easier to social distance outside from other people. Yeah. So that that's the good thing about the outdoor concerts. Compared to sense. indoor, you have a limited, usually a very limited amount of space. So of now, I mean, I have to go with the outdoor concert, but I would have went with it before, even in the pandemic. Even if there wasn't a pandemic, I would have gotcha. still chosen outdoor. Now, we, I mean, we we're talking about the pandemic here, right? And yep. We were just talking about the pandemic in terms of concert goers, mm-hmm. but what about people that are part of communities that 
we don't discuss all the time. What about the Native American community? How has Mm -hmm. COVID-19 impacted this group that we don't discuss much? You're really lining up your career as a, a TV host who <laughs> specializes in transitions, eh? Is that what that was? Was that a transition? Or is that I just, think that was your attempt to transition. Just, <laughs> I didn't even know I was attempting that. I just saw that. I could hear it in link. your voice, the pensiveness. All right. That was the issue. That okay. I'll look at, you know, stepping my game up. Always, always. <laughs> Well, to answer your question, my dear, there are several resources that speak to uh, kind of some of the things that I thought were really interesting. And guys, if you're new to Woken Free or if you're longtime fans, you all know that for every episode we put out that has resources that we refer to, you definitely can find the links in the episode notes at WokenFree.com. So make sure you definitely catch that wherever you're catching this on. Just come to the website so that you can see that in addition to other goodies like our book that's out amongst other things, guys. But to answer the question that Khalil has posed quite so eloquently, uh, (laughs) first, I want to speak to what Berkeley Library has shared. So they have the following quote, which I thought was really interesting to say or to share. So When talking about COVID-19, it's important to acknowledge the impact of historical trauma on the health of our communities. Many indigenous people have underlying health conditions and compromised immune systems. Research demonstrates the serious impacts that historical trauma, colonization, and oppression have on immune system health. On top of this, the federal government has failed to meet its obligation to provide adequate healthcare services for Native nations. As we think about precautions to help prevent the spread of COVID-19, we must acknowledge that individual communities experience this threat differently based on their current realities. So that was shared by Native Governance Center, Uh, Again, on the Berkeley Library's website, which I thought was just a good kind of primer for just talking about what's going on with our Native communities and just like the level that this was a compromise. These are compromised communities already before COVID-19 hit, as you know, that is similar to other communities in this country. And so if you think about just the devastation that can that has happened and will continue to happen, it's really it's a nightmare. And 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 so to add to that, there was a US news article that was dated back in October that shared the following. Experts acknowledge that the situation is dire. It's impossible to know the COVID-19's true toll on the Native American community. Coronavirus data by race and ethnicity is notably incomplete. According to (laughs) the experts shared in this U.S. news article, they go on to say the following, though. Coronavirus cases rates among American Indians and Alaska Natives were higher than among whites in 23 states. The case rate was more than four times higher in five of those states, New Mexico, Montana, Mississippi, Oregon, and Arizona. And in New Mexico, where part of the hard-hit Navajo Nation is located, there were 3,624 cases per 100,000 American Indian slash Alaska Natives, more than 15 times as high as the rate of 234 per 100,000 whites. Similarly, coronavirus death rates were higher among American Indians and Alaska Natives in 15 states. So to summarize what the... This article is suggesting is that the rate of not only contraction, but also death seems to be quite high. And I think it, it seems like the word dire seems too insignificant, to be honest. It seems like this is, uh, 
I don't know what's a word worse than dire. Like it's a tragedy, tra- travesty. Like I don't, I don't even know what to say. It sounds like these nations, these people are not being adequately cared for and are their lives and their culture, right? Are at risk because especially if, if what's true, what we know about the virus is that it, it really attacks the older generation. Then if the older people in these communities are at risk, then that's a loss of culture, right? Yeah. Because older people carry the wisdom and the culture and you know these are communities that are already like kind of decimated and now they're losing culture and like family members i mean it's just like i mean what else could happen like this is awful (laughs) i would just hope that they're archiving all the things they do in video footage and tapes and books and all those type of things. I don't know. That, that I way, think, you could just look at it for future generations. I mean, I think the aftermath of this is going to be really harsh to to look back and understand. And even them saying that, like, it's not clear how it's hitting different communities by race is like, well, why isn't it? Because every time I've gone to a hospital, I one of the you can't be seen unless you but you fill can, out those forms. And but you, you don't have your race you don't have stuff. to. You could choose not to answer. And there's people that will do that. And I guess that that works to not be able to. Then it, it it's affords us the opportunity to be like, oh, we didn't know, right? Yeah. And so I don't know. We as a but even from the known information. To, so this that you reported the known information, and even with mm-hmm. the known one, it's still a problem. So imagine wow. if we got even the unknown reported, yeah. then it would go. It would just go up. It wouldn't go down. It wouldn't. Yeah, that's not the way it just seems problematic, though, because it's like we need to have a a clear understanding of which communities are being hit hardest by not only this virus, but whatever kind of, you know, nightmares that are happening in this country and in this world. And I don't know. I'm just like devastated, (laughs) to be honest. Well, I have more kind of bad statistics to tell Mm -hmm. just from the CDC's website. And they, they did report on other races, but. Right now, we're just focusing on the Native Americans that they reported versus whites. So what they found was just in the cases in general is that Natives have 2.8 times more cases. They have 5.3 times more hospitalizations. Mm. And they have 1.4 times more deaths. And this is all compared to whites. Americans, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they also found that although non-Hispanic American Indian and Alaska Native persons account for... 0.7% 0.7% of the U.S. population, a recent, a recent analysis reported that 1.3% of coronavirus disease 2019 or COVID-19 uh, cases reported to CDC with known race and ethnicity were among those American Indians and That's American crazy. Natives. They don't even make up 1% of the population here, but they make up yeah. over 1% of all, all the cases reported. That's that, yeah, that's that how you know the community is more, more at crazy. risk here. And, and it's like, when in this whole season of reporting have we heard that this has been so dire to... I mean, I think we hear it a little bit more, more in, in Arizona, Arizona but that's because, I guess, it, because yeah. they're more dying here. Because <laughs> we're one of the top five states that yeah. I mentioned. But if we were, say, in New York, do you think they are even hearing about natives like and the indigenous people? I mean... No. Yeah, they're not. That wasn't... This is crazy. That's not being mentioned on a global... Like, even on kind of like global news or even just U.S. news, they're not making those charts of, like, U.S. news. They're making the charts for Arizona news and God. specific state news, yeah. but they're not making it on that, you know, na- national level. Yeah. Why don't we actually hear more about the impact of the pandemic on the native communities across the U.S.? 
in my opinion, I think it comes down to the following things. I think, you know, to speak to some of the article information I shared earlier, just not enough data, right? Like you're saying, reporting self-identification of race is a, is a voluntary, I guess, identification. And if people don't want to do that, then it gives permission for medical uh, authorities to not be able to uh, have that collected factual information or, you know, stated factual information around who they're yeah. treating and what their racial breakdown of those people are. And, you know, now seeing kind of the impact, it, it kind of pisses me off because it's like, I'd rather know. Like, I, 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 don't, I know you don't want to force people into self-identifying race because that's also like a form of marginalization as well. But I also want to know the true impact that's happening to people of color and all people in this country. So like, I don't know, we're gonna have to come to terms with that and figure that out. (laughs) Mm. But there's that. Another thing is just the lack of prioritization of black and brown lives in our healthcare. I, you know, this, again, to speak to what was said in the Berkeley libraries, uh, uh, article was that this is like for indigenous people, they were already compromised <laughs> systemic issues that have happened to that community. And then, then here comes COVID-19. So it's like a nightmare upon a nightmare. And it's like, Oh, and we already never hear, I mean, prior to moving to Arizona from New York, I don't think I've even heard about natives in the news in New York. Like I don't, do you remember? Like I really don't recall. Being- yeah, I, I did. It was when they had a a certain one of their celebrations. I I, I that was mentioned. But oh, it was okay. only made, but it was like that was maybe twice over a like eight year period that I heard okay. them brought up for that celebration. I don't remember what the celebration was, okay. but it was for one of their traditions. I did actually okay, hear it good. brought up. But yeah, generally speaking, I would say the only time I ever heard about anything natives is like when we talked about Thanksgiving in school, <laughs> which was, you know, definitely falsehoods well, that were shared and yeah, uh, I don't know definitely not truthful information that was distilled uh, in the classroom. And then, you know, you go to college and then nothing. Uh, and then beyond that, then life. And so unless you take it upon yourself to figure out how to be a culturally sensitive and empathetic person, you're not going to know anything about these communities. It's just it's as if they don't exist which is a tragedy in and of itself because there are vibrant communities that we should respect and adore and learn more about and find ways to be allies because as a person of color, I need to also (laughs) be an ally for other people of color as well. So, you know, it's just kind of depressing. And then also it seems like maybe with media, because there isn't such a great, uh, push to talk about all communities or talk about all issues that it seems like and it's it just seems like it so maybe it's not the case but it seems like people seem comfortable with like not being aware of what's going on because it's kind of like if it doesn't impact you if you don't look like that person and that's not your narrative then like who cares and so this kind of ongoing lack of empathy is it allows for things to go unnoticed and unseen and I don't think people are too up in arms about it. Like, you know, it just is like... I think they're doing it as a coping mechanism. It's like there's something bad going on, but if we act like we don't know about it, then it's okay. And also, I why is it bad? Because it doesn't affect me, right? See, people are very self-interested. Oh, just not affecting me, so so why do I need to care about it? If I'm not a Native, why do I care about the Native community? And that type of approach, which is... So it's like that, all right devastation because they're americans they were they were america before america was america (laughs) so you know this lack of ongoing just respect for this community is like a slap in the face every single day and i think that you know we should be ashamed of ourselves as a nation that we're not 
taking care of these communities and making sure that they get the same medical care and treatment like any other human person deserves because what happens to any of us is a human rights issue right and like we talked about before if we can get past race and color and we can see human rights violations we can just address the human right violation and not get stuck up on color or national origin and all of that stuff but that's my wow all right standpoint what are your thoughts you're now listening to Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. The podcast about keeping it real and honest. Yeah, I mean, you covered good ones if I was to think of off the top of my head, but there were some, there was two others that came up and I didn't even think about it like that. So mm-hmm. I thought this is good to add. And it's brought up from the Science Mag article that I found. And what they mentioned is privacy concerns of the tribes, actually. So mm. it seems that tribes actually just, they don't want to put that information out of what's happening. They're, it's kind of like, we're, mm-hmm. we're us. We don't want to bring outsiders yeah, that in makes and sense. let them know a what's going on in our community. going on makes yeah, sense. Because they think <laughs> the that could be used against them. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So they're yeah. just like, why should I even trust these people with yep. this information? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's that one of sense. the factors. And the second is we kind of talked about a little bit, but it's that there's actually data inconsistency among tribes. So oh, that's true. <laughs> you can like you might like the different sources will collect data from the same tribe and get different get get different information. So there's mm. like an issue with the data collection and how like factual it is. So that's okay. and so that being said, technically news sources they're supposed to get information that's like fact checked and you know all yeah. that stuff. So maybe that's having an impact on the reporting of it. They're like we're not going to report the data because the data is not even showing consistency that we like but we mm. know that the news now news does fake news so gotcha <laughs> i mean technically they should at least mention that there's a problem even yeah. though the numbers might not be up to snuff but i think that's part of the issue as well interesting and then a- actually to add to that is there even a public media outlet that is like prioritizing the native narrative like i couldn't can you name a platform that's like all they do is speak on native issues or at least incorporate native issues into the other public forum that they have and that that it's a public forum like the same way you would know about BET or MTV like do we have something for that like on that level that no. yeah and so that that's a major issue too <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> Now, when it comes to kind of being an average person and you're listening to this episode and you're up in arms and you're like, this is nonsense. I want to do something about this. How can the average person help with what's going on? I found a Mashable article that provided a couple of different ways you can help with the situation. The first one is this organization called Bluff Area Mutual Aid, and they provide aid and facilitate monetary donations to the Utah Navajo Health System Mm. and the Navajo Nation Department of Health. You can visit their GoFundMe page or reach out to them to donate PPE as well. Mm -hmm. Then there's you can also donate to the Navajo and Hopi Families COVID-19 Relief Fund. Mm -hmm. They also launched a GoFundMe campaign. And that one actually went viral and it's raised like millions so far. I never heard about, but it went viral. And then there's actually an official fundraising and that's Mm -hmm. from the Navajo Nation COVID-19 relief fund. So they have an actual official page and this is run by the Navajo Good. Nation. So nice. you can go there too. And there's also some more like donation centers that you can, you know, <laughs> that you can donate to or provide PPE for. Mm-hmm. So those are the couple ways I saw. But one thing I wanted to mention that was interesting was with 
with the the one that went viral, the Navajo Hopi families. Mm-hmm. So during the the Irish like that famine that they had, they yeah. actually donated money to Ireland. And I think that's like during that famine, the the Navajo Nation they donated that's money beautiful. to the people in Ireland because they knew they were hungry, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we want yeah, you to get some food." Human rights violations. So too. look, they actually mm-hmm. did that, and now it came back, and that's I think beautiful. they donated. You know, those that was like decades ago, but they donated like one hundred and thirty six dollars. Mm-hmm. But now, like I said, their fund raised like millions of dollars. That's so incredible. think about that. I mean, they mm-hmm. they 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 gave them that like amount of money you know years ago but now they're getting millions back so that's great it kind of shows you how like paying it forward works like oh, it comes yeah. back you to should always give you. and help others because we're human beings and that's what being human is about it's about helping and loving on each other regardless of whether you look like that person yeah. <laughs> that you happen to help so good for them yeah yeah i thought that was really interesting okay yeah to name a couple of other places because guys if you want to help you do not have to sit there and say i don't know there are plenty of places that you can go to to help now one is the PWNA. They are responding daily to high volume of requests from reservation partners who are requesting food, water, toilet paper, sanitizer, and other essentials to weather the coronavirus pandemic. And they, uh, you know, they could use your help. Essentially, you'll be able to find their link on our website at WokenFree.com. Another place that you can reach out to is First Nations Development Institute. They respond to American Indian, Alaska Native, and Native Hawaiian community emergency needs related to COVID-19 pandemic to minimize the risk of Native communities becoming collateral damage. And you can donate to them by finding the link again at WokenFree.com. Uh, you mentioned the Navajo Hope Families COVID-19 Relief Fund. I found that as well. And then also United Natives is a nonprofit focused on supporting Native youth. The organization has also been very active with COVID-19 relief efforts by delivering care packages and co-creating a Native-led intertribal quarantine site for COVID-19 positive Native Americans in Arizona. The site offers physical and mental health services such as individual therapy, yoga for trauma, healing, and plant-based nutrition. So all of these links will be available on WokenFree.com. We really encourage that if you are listening and you're like, you know what, even if you have a dollar, like donate a dollar. If you have food, if you don't have money and you have food or you, you're like, I can knit blankets, I can knit sweaters. Like, you know, I think we more now than ever, you know, as we get into this holiday season, even more, it's, it's really going to get scary guys. And we need to come together and we need to find ways to support each other because We don't know what the future holds, but what we do know is what we can do today. And what we can do today is we can open up our hearts, we can open up our wallets, we can open up our pantries, and we can find a way to help each other because that is what being a good human being is all about. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's what's the scenario? It's scenario time, guys. Scenario one. Delbert feels that the U.S. government should not focus on helping Native communities and instead should focus on rebuilding the economy which should in turn help those same communities. Is he correct in his line of thinking? What a really sad uh, thought. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's so, like the Reaganomics. It had that yeah. similar trickle-down uh, economics effect. That's okay. It's yeah. a touching on that. So, I mean, again, I would have to do like further research to understand the economics of how, because again, these are separate independent nations within the United States, right? So they're not, they're not benefiting just by existing here, but they have to, like, there's specific funds that are, I think, sent to them and or, yeah, the you US know, it's does not a... Give some funding. Yeah, like if 
Arizona thrives, I don't think that automatically means that the nation, the, in, the indigenous people here thrive. Like, I think that has to be a separate convert. Like, it's a separate system that yeah, has to. I don't even know if Arizona gives them money or if it's the federal yeah, government. Like you'd have, we'd have to look into on a sure state level, like, what those money. relationships look like. So instead of automatically saying we shouldn't support one community, but we should just support all community, which is a similar argument to when people say Black Lives Matter and their automatic response is all lives matter. Yes. Right. But not all lives are at risk every single day. So same here from an economic perspective, all the economy of the United States as a whole matters. Yes. But the individual states and the individual nations for these indigenous people, their economies matters matter as well. So we need to get a better and deeper understanding as an individual, right? The people involved know the process, but you and I as individuals, we don't know that process. So you can't just make that assumption that like, if my state does well, or if my county does well, automatically the the natives nearby me should do well. No, no, no. Learn and figure that out. And then based on your learnings and your understanding, then make an assessment. I mean, you can always, you know, be ignorant and make assessments, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the initial reaction of why do we want to help these people to me seems disturbing and it seems very unhuman like. And so I, I don't know what type of creature thinks that. But, oh wow, it's a creature. <laughs> because well, again, why would you automatically not want to help somebody? You know, like you should want to help somebody. Like it doesn't matter well, where you think they there's are. There's going to be they... uh, after effect from helping other parts of the because you country. believe that there's not enough, right? If you come from a place of desperation and and devastation, and like there's only but so much for everyone, then yes, then you can have that kind of creature mentality. But uh, if you know that there's always enough for everyone, and everyone can live and survive and thrive then you know that helping somebody is just a matter of how, not if. Yeah. <laughs> so my my thinking is that this is a nation of excess. I mean, mm. so I, I think there's actually yeah. enough to go around. <laughs> if you Word. think about it in terms of the U.S. government being able to help the natives and still being able to rebuild the economy. I of think course. you can actually do both because we're in the U.S. We're not in a country that's, you know, in dire country. needs. Yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. we have a good GDP. So let's, you know, let's our recalculate. Our struggling. But yeah, it's, and it's struggling. Yeah. But even our, our struggling economy is better than I know. most we're countries' so economies we're so if you think about America. it. Like, and There's a reason so why black shop, like the Black Friday shopping is the numbers have gone up, I think, even compared Every to year, last right? year, yeah. yeah, I think it still is on the rise. Even so. though all these millions of people are out of work, and da-da-da-da-da. yeah, people still find a way, right? When mm-hmm. in the country of excess, they're able to do that. So his line of thinking is actually wrong in this case. Yeah, you can, it's not healthy. We do actually have that the power and the money to do that. The U.S. government, they definitely need to focus on these communities. Yeah, and they still have enough to focus on the economy There's as well. Enough to help that, that's, everyone. That's what I'm thinking. So I, yes. I think he's wrong in his thinking. Mm-hmm. Scenario two. Kiala is worried about the coronavirus impacting small Native American communities more negatively than others. She would like the mainstream media to report on this issue when discussing the infection rates. How can she influence the mainstream media to do as she commands? Great question. So this is something where we all can play a role in this, where we can write directly write to mainstream media outlets. And uh, either you can, a lot of mainstream media outlets will ask for like, like share a tip 
kind of thing. So if you put together or if she writes her own article and, and substantiates it with quotes and, and, you know, actual resources, she herself could be the journalism, like write the journalistic piece that she wants to see out there and she could actually share it. And also depending upon what her platform, like the question doesn't, you know, we don't have more context. So I don't know if this person has a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, on TikTok. So depending upon what her own social media impact is and presence is, she herself can be the media outlet that she's looking to see because if she has a blog or if she has a good social media presence and she starts to pipe up about this and start to talk about it, other platforms might, media outlets might come to her and be like, hey, we'd love to shop your article or share your, you know, and so it's interesting. Like, we all have the ability to be the journalists that we want to see out there, but then also directly contact them and and write that article that you want to see out there. Connect with the na- nations, the in- indigenous native leaders Ask for a quote, say you're writing an article, you know, and you want to bring attention to what's going on to their community, get the support that you need for on their end, put together a great, compelling piece and spread the word out. And then also invite her network, her friends, her family, people that support her to spread the word and get the article out there as well and and or even pitch media on her behalf as well but it's a it's a twofold thing she can do it herself as well as directly kind of submit to the the outlets that she's interested in yeah those are definitely some good suggestions on how to get there and i'd like to just add on top of that on the social media bit because what's interesting now is i think if when you tag like these the journalist or the news reporters, they'll actually respond to you yeah, and get back to you. Absolutely. So if she continues to tag them, you know, and like yeah. you said, create these articles, write and, these articles and have sources in there. I think she would actually get I some feedback the, and the they'll and make a story out of it. Absolutely. I see that all the time where someone writes something on social media and then the news decides to report on mm-hmm. it. So I think you just got to stay just kind of dedicated and to diligent, tagging people and letting them know. Like, regardless of how big your platform is, just tag the people that you want to see mm-hmm. reporting this news, right? Whoever you're watching each day, just yeah, exactly. tag them in the, the post that you make. And make sure and, it's compelling and well-written and, and yeah. it's interesting and it's, you know, and you're, and you, again, you be the change you want to see in this world. Because if she does that, they're, it's showing to them, wow, like, she's just like a person person doing this. Like, you know, shame on us. We're going to do something and we're going to report on this and or even if it's, even if it's through the lens of her sharing her story, the point is the story about the natives get out there because yeah. it, they need as much coverage as possible. Scenario three. Jaya's family has genetic ties to various Native American tribes. Currently, she lives 10 minutes from a particular tribe. She is trying to decide if it's better to focus on helping one specific tribe or spreading help among many tribes. Fascinating question. So, again, there's enough to go around for everyone. The pie is is endless and limitless and delicious. (laughs) So, 100%, especially if we're talking pumpkin pie. Now we're talking. (laughs) <laughs> I would say in her case, it's good for, sorry, Jaya's pronoun is her? Yes. Okay. So Jaya. But yeah, I mentioned she. Yes. Okay, the, great. As we reaffirm that. Yep. That's important, guys. Proper pronouns. Uh, so for Jaya, we want to, I would say, good for her and being related or having ties to multiple tribes. That's beautiful. That just means she has a more diverse background. Super cool. I would say if she's interested in helping 
as long as she, you know, has the resources that she's looking to share, I would say always try to help as many people as you can, as opposed to just necessarily going to one. But it depends on her comfortability level. If she feels like more compelled or more motivated to say help the Navajo nation, as opposed to helping 10 nations, then, you know, do you. But at the end of the day, my heart says, you know, we have enough love and compassion and resources. As you said, we all live in a nation of excess. So if you have 10 cans, you could give 10 cans to 10 nations, or you can give 10 cans to one nation. I think getting more across the fields <laughs> is a, as a better approach to helping more people. So I would say go wide as opposed to go narrow. But what's your thoughts? All right. In this case, to me, this is this one's a tough one to me because mm-hmm. she lives close to one of the tribes. So, I mean, I know it's wrong, but that makes me feel impartial to that tribe to say, hey, maybe I should, like, go in and, like, get Because it's convenient. Yeah, pretty much. It's, like, 10 minutes away from you. If they have, like, a some sort of, like, drive or something, a mm-hmm. food drive, you can just go right there and but drop stuff off. does that preclude you from helping other tribes as well? It doesn't preclude you, but realistically, okay. it's, like, I mean... Just, you I'm just, just don't being, think she's gonna go above yeah, and beyond, right? I'm, I'm just okay. being realistic. I'm not. I'm being very like. So her, your step would be two step in. First, help the tribe nearby, and then if you do do more, then go outside. Yeah, like I would okay. say, you know, there's that tribe nearby. See what you could do locally first, because it. I don't know. It seems convenient, and it's more likely that you're gonna go and actually do it. Okay. Because sometimes we, a lot of times, we get lazy and don't want to do something because it's inconvenient. <sighs> but this one's so convenient, it makes me think. I mean, it's messed up, but you should you should focus on this one because you're gonna you can actually go actually go in. do it and commit yeah, to it. Yeah, you can really commit it. to it. Yeah. And you can really put some energy behind it, okay. as opposed to like other ones that you don't really know about mm-hmm. it and you might be skeptical. At least this one, you get to see in your own eyes and you kind of can get a feeling of what's happening and it's local. So mm. even the local newspapers might be reporting on it, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel in this case that. She should help the specific tribe that's closer, but not not like preclude the others in her equation. So she can still help out the other ones, but I think the focus should be on the one near her. I just want people though to understand that sometimes doing the good thing isn't always easy, it's right? Not, like yeah. when people had to fight in the civil rights movement, I, it wasn't really easy to get attacked by dogs. It really wasn't easy to get arrested, to get beat up, to get you know shunned by your family and friends, right? But people still had to do it, and had they not do it, we would not be where we are as a nation today. So I just want people to remember though, just because something is the right thing to do, it may not always come in a nice bubbly you know packaged thing for you and sometimes yeah sometimes you do have opportunities where if it's right next door to you it's super easy you can actually commit to it i would just hope that people don't just take the path of least resistance just because it's like cool it's there but like do that and then see the atrocities happening because once you see like struggle in front of you it's you can't forget that right you can't unsee that so then maybe it would actually motivate her to be like oh gosh what if this is happening in 10 other states or 10 other counties like let me do my thing. Like, I don't That's know. For me, when I see struggle, it like I, that makes you it's think emotionally about, just devastating. But when you just me. think about, you want to fix the struggle that you see in front of you. But your I eyes, know that like this is one even, of many though. Right. That seems like, hard to conceptualize, to be honest. Oh, really? For yeah. me, I, no, like I, it, I was, it's, if you see something going on, that's an atrocity right in front of you. You're going to want to help that atrocity compared to ones that are just kind of like in the mind and talked about and, 
you have no experience. I know, it's so interesting. Human beings, we have such a really wonderful, a lot easier. sick way of just being like, it's just happening in the ether. Yeah. And it's like, we just put it off to this like floating cloud. And it's like, do you know the, the tra- like it's how many true, people went hungry today? Like, so you can't, and then again, you can't. <laughs> like, good It's God. not up to the to the individual to save the world either because you can spread yourself That's thin. That's so interesting though because if we all thought that, if we all think that way, then no what? one will save the world, right? No, but if we that, all say true. we'll do our part. If everybody focused on one group, then a lot of people would be What if too saved. many people are focused on one group and not focused but, on another? And then that's where it would come down to education and yeah. say which ones are being marginalized. So that that's the thing. But there is, I know you don't believe it, but you can spread yourself. Of course, thin. you have finite energy. You have finite. Let's say yeah. if you want to tackle every atrocity that's going yeah. across the globe. Oh, good luck. I mean, and I'm talking about individually, not yeah. nationally, because as a nation, we can do that. The U.S. as a no, nation. No, but I mean, if you're thinking, tackle you, you can work hard or you can work smart, right? So what you do is you put together a co- coalition, right? So it's not just you, but it's you and you know yeah, your ten neighbors, fine. and then they bring ten neighbors, right? And you bring a community so that you could each tackle. You know, we'll do this county, we'll do this but county, when, and you can focus. Because what do, people what people usually do in everything I've seen, I've never seen one that's like tackling many issues at once. They usually focus yeah. on something. So like the lasagna moms or something were giving people, <laughs> yeah. making lasagnas for people that were hungry, but mm-hmm. they weren't trying to say, you know, let's get this shipped across seas because no, yeah, people need that. Well, so yeah, see like how people in India that, that's why I think lasagna. Like. <laughs> that's, that's why I think in, in particular cases, sometimes but what focus you can is your do best option. is you create affiliates, right? So if what you're doing is making sense here in the United States, then create an affiliate lasagna moms in India, in this, in that, you know, and you just like, and you build a coalition. Like I said, you, you do smarter, not harder. But I understand what you're saying. I just, I don't want people to all, because again, it's like the path that, of least resistance is not always going to cut it, guys. Like, but it's still hard. In this scenario, <laughs> don't try it to, works. Yeah, but, don't try to act like it's nothing. It's still worth Oh, I'm not saying lot. that it's not nothing, but what I'm <laughs> suggesting is that the greatest lot. things in this Help. life require the greatest amount of effort. As you know, marriage. <laughs> Love, yeah. education, career, success, the greatest things you will ever have in your life will require for you to go above and beyond. Doing so much that you didn't even know you could do, but you still figure out a way to do it. And human beings have a remarkable way of accomplishing so many great things in this world, and it's not going to be easy, but we can do it together. Now, with that, we hope that everyone is not only feeling amped, but super motivated to, to do something. I know when I, because every Christmas I like to donate to uh, different causes because that is just a part of what my spirit loves to do. I love to receive and to give back. I definitely look forward to giving to uh, some nations and, you know, efforts that are going to help the, the, the native communities this year, especially with COVID-19 and the holidays. I can't imagine how much worse it's going to be getting uh, in the next upcoming weeks so we hope that you can do the same whether it's money whether it's food whether it's sweaters whether it's what's another item something you can name to give out mm-hmm. ppe there we go okay do you want to explain what that is for people personal protective equipment like mask and face shields gloves beautiful yeah yeah that those things cost money yeah yeah those things and sometimes they used to be hard to find as well Exactly. Also, I should mention toilet paper. <gasps> yes, what a great mention. There you go. <laughs> so things like that, guys. If you are one of the people who have hoarded toilet paper in your home, why don't you send a couple of rolls <laughs> and connect with people who can benefit from this, okay? Now, this pretty much is the coming to the end of our 170th episode of Woke, Woke and Free. 
quite the episode discussing how has COVID-19 impacted the Native American community? Will we leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Woken Free Storytime, 21 Questions About Gratitude. Yes, how exciting. Noise. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, definitely submit a topic for 2021 on what you want to talk about, what your platform is, why you feel this is just the absolute best place for you to share you, your book, your business, dot, 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 all of that good stuff on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N. F-R-E-E.com. If you want to hit us up on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, guys. It's phenomenal, phenomenal at Woken Free. And then, of course, if you're interested in collaborating with us, want to sponsor episodes, all that good jazz, where you hit us, the contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time. Help somebody, y'all.